0: Learn more about the albums you love with Dissect, a music analysis podcast hosted by me, Cole Kushner, a lifelong musician. Each season of Dissect dives deep into one album, examining the music, lyrics, and meaning of one song per episode. We've covered albums by Kendrick Lamar, Tyler the Creator, Frank Ocean, just to name a few, and our brand new season just launched all about Radiohead's 2007 masterpiece, In Rainbows. Listen to Dissect on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, because great art deserves more than a swipe.
1: Once COVID happened, I was just like, I wanna wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.
2: football show. My name is Danny Heifetz and I am joined by Craig Korolbeck and that's it. DK is still on vacation. Uh, Honestly, I've never been happier in my entire life for DK to not be on the show because the Giants were destroyed by the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. So we don't even have to talk about it, do we, Craig?
0: No, the timing really worked out for you. It's DK Eve because he should be back next episode unless he just wants to stay in Europe forever. We'll see. But um, sorry about that. I I was actually gone last night. Didn't watch the game, which I'm happy about because it sounded terrible.
2: No, yeah, we're recording this Tuesday. But yeah, you didn't miss anything. Um, the Giants won. Um, they beat Seattle, really close game. And uh, yeah. Daniel Jones played great. Um, resounding blocking. It was just a great all-around team performance. And no just one's upset
0: about it. him being on, costing the Giants $47 million next year. That's not a problem.
2: No, in the words of, to paraphrase Aaron Rodgers, don't look into that. Right. We're a month into the NFL season now. And we're going to give out our quarter season awards. We're going to do this power yeah. hour style. We're going to power rank our awards by how surprised we are to be giving out said award. And we're going to do this power hour style. So if you're not familiar with power hour, it's very simple. After every couple of minutes, you're going to hear this song. Great song. Great song. Tom Tom Club's such a good song that we couldn't get it cleared on FanDuel TV. So if you're listening on FanDuel TV and watching us, then we have some nice rights-free music playing for you. Some nice, lovely elevator music. Yeah, it's, Enjoy. Just, it's great. It Actually, you know what? The library of, of rights, you know, public use music is, is robust.
0: Sure. We just need to get TomTom Tom Club in a room with FanDuel TV and they can work something out.
2: Okay. So we're going to again, we're giving out quarter season awards here. Power ranking them. It's just like Deion Sanders' sons. Going to power rank those. We're going to power rank all the awards we're giving out. And again, most surprised. Starting off, the number one award, quarter season awards. Kai, start the clock. The Adopt... Don't shop award. We're giving a Puka Nakua receiver for the Rams. Look, when you adopt an animal and you bring something into your home, it loves you more. And I, you know, you love it more. Like there's a deeper relationship when you adopt an animal. D-d-d- Craig, when I, I Jack and I plucked our cat out of the garbage and we love this thing more now than we probably ever would have. It's just how it works.
0: That's right. We're plucking we've plucked whoever whoever added Puka Nakua off waivers or or somehow drafted them. If you drafted Puka Nakua, email us because you deserve an award. But yeah, Yeah. you, you pluck somebody from obscurity. It's like discovering an artist. It's like Scooter Braun finding Justin Bieber when he was like 12, street performing and turning him into the biggest pop star in the world. That's what it feels like if you added Puka off waivers.
2: It's true. It's like you have this deeper relationship. No one will ever love Puka like you, Blue, love Puka. It's like you saw him after week one and you're like, oh my God, he's a rookie. Like, he's so cute. He just needs a home. And then now you're like, oh my God, did we just, is he like the greatest receiver in the world? And then everyone, people like you, Craig, are like, he's, and we get it. Everyone has a pet. Like everyone thinks their pet's the greatest. And you're like, no, but this guy is the greatest. He actually is. Like he leads the NFL in targets, and he leads the NFL in catches, and he's second in receiving yards behind Jefferson and Tyree Kill, and he's second in first downs behind Justin Jefferson, and Tyree Kill. He actually is the greatest. And you're sending everyone pictures of him. His stat lines. Look, he had, he had ten targets again
0: last week. How, how cool! I got him for for two dollars off the waiver wire. And w- what I will say about Puka. I don't think you should give him up. I don't think you should sell high with Cooper Cup coming back this week or next week. I think Puka staying in the Robert Woods role, and I think both players can exist and 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 thrive in the Rams offense. So hold on to Puka. Not that you would ever give him up, because how could you give up your beloved cat? What's your cat's name, Heifetz? You wouldn't give that Sam. cat up for anything.
2: No, Sam. I love. Sa- no, I, it's I love. Sa- I would. I wouldn't trade Sam for anything in the world, and Puka's is like that too. It's like we would we, we, again. Take Puka for Tyree Kill, He has more yards than Tyreek Hill. It's Tyree Kill. <laughs> Number two, going right back at it. Speaking of adopt on shot, part two, sticking with the Rams. Kyron Williams, running back for the Rams, who, if Puka Nakua wasn't getting all this press, who you're talking about? Kyron Williams is the top four fantasy running back on the season. He's literally only behind Christian McCaffrey and the two running backs from Miami.
0: I don't know what's happening with the Rams. Like, It's not even that the Rams are really that prolific offensively. It's not like they're putting up like 40 points a game or, or is really surprising anybody that much. It's just that they're funneling everything to two players that nobody had ever heard of before this season.
2: I, the fact that Sean McVay... So, again, they tr- they basically trade cam makers because they get tired of the George Costanz act. And then they're like... And they Sean McVay played... Kyron Williams, like 98% of the snaps. He came off the field for like one or two snaps. And Leslie, the GM, was like publicly talking about how, yeah, you know, we had talked to Sean about how he didn't want to play him the whole game because he knows Kyron Williams can't play the whole game. But then, you know, there's a three and out. And then you know, I got, and it, it kind of sounded like, I don't know, anything that a mom has ever told a son to like bring to, high, to school or something. And he just forgot. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I got to take Kyron Williams off the field. It's like He literally played 98% of snaps in week three.
0: What what McVeigh is doing with these players is really something special. It's it's like the NFL coaching version of Chopped, the cooking show, where it's like you open your basket and it's like you have to make a top ten offense out of Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams, Van Jefferson, and Tutu Atwell, and McVeigh is just whipping up a carbonara with quail eggs, liverwurst, and
2: jelly beans. What if we flambe it? And then we're going to put it over with like a, like a nice reduction and with like a cherry glaze. And then everyone's like, oh, wow, well done.
0: Like, I don't know if we've really seen anything like this before. I mean, two truly unknown randos, like dominating fantasy football in the first month of the season.
2: <laughs> no disrespect to Tom Tom, but real quick, Kyron Williams, third in targets among running backs. He's ran 136 routes. That's the most, most snaps among any running back. Who, so who, I'm just real quick, like you would not trade Christian McCaffrey away for Kyron Williams, obviously. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, Tony Pollard, obviously not. Bijan Robinson, obviously mm-hmm. not. Josh Jacobs, probably not. Travis Etienne, probably not. Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon. Oh yeah, I'd rather have Kyron. I mean, probably Stephenson. like eight guys. Oh, I'd That's rather the thing, have he's a top Kyren. ten running back. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's a top ten running back, even going forward. Alright, Craig, next up here, we're going to Little package combo here. We're gonna do three yeah. and four. The I can't believe this person is single award for Texans for CJ Stroud and Nico Collins. Craig, can you explain? You you're you're
0: 35 years old. You're single. You walk into a coffee shop. You randomly run into somebody. You start chatting with them, and they're the love of your life. And you're like, how I can't believe this person is single still. CJ Stroud. Oh, look, I get it. It's a rookie. The, the The metaphor doesn't exactly work, but like we we just stumbled onto CJ Stroud and Nico Collins. C.J. Stroud has been incredible. For the first, basically had the best start to a rookie season ever at quarterback, give or take a couple guys. He has the second most passing yards by a player in his first four games ever. Cam Newton's only has more. Right now, C.J. Stroud, rookie C.J. Stroud, on the Texans, throwing to Nico Collins, Tank Dell, Robert Woods, John Mechie. He's on pace for 5,100 passing yards. (laughs) The rookie record is 4,300 by Andrew Luck. He's on pace for 5,100. His yards per attempt is Over eight yards, that's only behind Tua and Purdy in the league. He just diced up the Steelers. They're two and two. I mean, I think they're a great bet right now. I'm not looking at the FanDuel odds, but for them to win the AFC South, Stroud has been, he's thrown no interceptions, just immediately walked onto the field and was a professional. And I'm like, man, where have you been all my life? It's been tough sledding for a lot of rookies lately, and Stroud just walked in and was an
2: adult. He's a man. Not having any picks is pretty crazy too i again i i really thought the steelers were gonna be a test for him and i mike Tomlin said it this week like the, the texans were more physical than them which i thought was incredible stroud has looked so poised in everything he's been doing and then you made a good point to me earlier this week that a good a sign of a good quarterback is that they lift all tides like they make everyone else around them better and that's exactly what he's done with nico collins nico collins another guy he just
0: kind of plucked from obscurity i mean he, he, nico's had a, a couple solid years he's been better every year but Really, it, it, it just goes to show you what what a good quarterback can do to an offense. I mean, Nico Collins is the, is the wide receiver seven this year. Even Tank Dell, rookie Tank Dell, is the wide receiver 19. CJ so Stroud is holding up two guys in the top 20 right now. Nico Collins, I mean, Nico Collins is probably the biggest steal in the draft for somebody who was actually drafted. Tutu Atwell was not drafted. You know, Kyron Williams is not drafted. Puka Nakua was not drafted. Nico Collins was drafted. He was just a real late round guy. And so... Again, it's kind of like the adopt-on-shop where you do kind of feel like, man, I'm pretty special for drafting
2: Nico Collins. The Rams and the Texans, like who would have thought? Nico Collins leads the entire league in yards after the catch.
0: Yeah, his air yards have been super high. CJ Stroud is chucking the ball downfield. And again, no
2: interceptions. Incredibly impressive. Part of this no one's talking about. CJ Stroud, Ohio State, Nico Collins, Michigan. Like cats and dogs getting along. It's like an Ohio State-Michigan wow. combo. I don't know if we've ever had one. Maybe I'm thinking missing an obvious one. Have we ever had, what's the most prolific Ohio State-Michigan combo we've ever had? I mean, M- Michigan, a quarterback would obviously be Tom Brady and anyone, but an Ohio State quarterback and a Michigan pass catcher? I can't even think of one.
0: I mean, there are very few positive stories about Ohio State quarterbacks in general. I mean, is CJ Stroud already the best Ohio State quarterback to
2: ever play in the league? <laughs> I mean, the fact that he has more 300-yard passing games than Justin Fields, like, two games into his career was pretty bad, so. He's averaging over 300 yards
0: a game, C.J. Stroud, right now.
2: (laughs) Justin Fields just had his first. No, that is crazy, and honestly, it's I think the Texans and the Packers right now are these two teams where I look, and I'm like, what an incredible core of young people that are, young people, Mm -hmm. I sound like I'm freaking 80, but it's like young guys who are going to get to develop all together, where it's like the Packers have like six guys, basically under 25, and the Texans, like Damian Pierce, C.J. Stroud, Nico and Tank Dell, like all these guys. And also if Brevin Jordan becomes anything, like all these guys are so young. It's so exciting to see. Just some young kids out there growing yeah. together, maturing. You kids. All right, next up here. Um, Dolphins running backs. Uh, You know, I I I thought about giving them a different word and I'm just going to give them, you know what? I don't care if we've done it five times. I don't care. It is, it's still the Eleanor Roosevelt, America was built on hot, nasty speed. That is what this is. I I I know everyone knows the stats at this point. I don't care. Like Dolphins having like all the top five fastest ball carriers in the league at this point, all that stuff. But the one I wanted to mention here for Devon A Chan, Sorry, A Chan now, which it's gonna take me a minute to get that. Devon A Chan has six touchdowns in the past two weeks. Kyle Pitts has three touchdowns in the past three years.
0: <laughs> three years? Is yeah. that right? Yes. Because I guess his rookie season, what did he have? He only had like two touchdowns, right? But he had 1,000 yards? Yes. And then he had one, and now he's zero. Uh, I mean, what? A Chan has like 35 touches on the season. He has 35 touches through
2: four weeks, and he's the number three <laughs> running back in fantasy. And the funnier part is he has 35 touches, really. He's 34 touches in like two weeks or whatever. Like he didn't have, like, again, the best way I could say it is the number one running back is Christian McCaffrey. Number two, is Raheem Oster, HN's three, and HN's the third best running back, he <laughs> he didn't even really play until week three. So really the last two weeks are better than everyone else's four weeks. And just to punctuate that, he's thirty-eighth in carries, but he's sixth in rushing yards.
0: I can't stress how rare it is when you find the waiver wire gem that's coming off a massive game and everybody spends a lot most of their fab money on the guy. They all start him the next week, and almost always he shits the bet. That's just how it goes. Usually the guy who has 40, you add him off waivers, he has like six points. Not A-Chan. 100 yards, two touchdowns, right out the gate. This guy is for real. And I, I maintain, he's the best waiver wire pickup in years. And I don't think it's Puka Nakua because of the Cooper Cup factor, because of the uncertainty. A-Chan is, is doing just fine with Mostert, who ain't
2: exactly the picture of health. So... I think what's what. Look, the Debbie Downer thing to say is, well, HN doesn't touch the ball much, so it's inefficient, and or not not Sorry, unsustainable. And one, shut up. No one, no one wants. What well,
0: eleven to yards that. per carry? That's not going to continue.
2: That's like it's almost twelve yards a carry. But here's the thing. What if he gets more touches? What if he touches the yeah. ball more than 10 times a game? What if he touches the ball 20 times a game?
0: Let's not forget, Mostert fumbled twice last week and had the worst game of the season by far. He had nine yards rushing on seven carries. So,
2: HN could suck, but here's my thing. If I told you right now, someone had 300, someone would rush for 300 yards in the next uh, year and a half and break the all time single game rushing record, Devin HN is the favorite person to do that, right?
0: Yeah. It kind of like Chris Johnson back in the day, where it's like you need somebody who's who's able to like rip off like three seventy-five plus yard touchdowns in a game. And he's like yeah. one of the
2: three dudes in the league who can do that. All right. Next up here, we have um the Oppenheimer close to zero award. <laughs> uh which is given to Sam Laporte, a tight end for the Lions. All right. Yeah, wait, you know the scene in you know the scene in Oppenheimer, Matt Damon, he's like the general overseeing the Manhattan Project. And Matt Damon's like, so what are the odds that this like, ignites the nitrogen in the atmosphere and blows up the world? And Oppenheimer's like, close to zero. And Matt Damon's like, close! Close to zero! So you're telling me there's a chance. Yes. <laughs> the world's going to end if we hit this button? That's basically how it's been with rookie tight ends. The hit rate for rookie tight ends has been close to zero. Like If you just look back in the last like 15 years, there, are basic, there have been like more than 200 tight ends drafted. And three of them were even kind of startable in fantasy. Like three tight ends out of more than 200 were even like top 12 their rookie season. Not even talking like top three, none of that. Like basically a 99% chance that a rookie tight end will not help your squad. And we were like, you know what, this season, but it could work for us. And you know what, baby? Sam LaPorta, baby. It did work for us. Tight end out of Iowa. Sam Laporta went to the Lions in round two. He is, in fact, having the best rookie season ever for a tight end. He's the number two tight end in fantasy. He's behind TJ Hawkinson. And through four games, Sam Laporta already has the record for most receiving yards for a tight end through his first four games, most fantasy points for a tight end through his first four games, tied for the most first downs since they started tracking it 30 years ago. And he's the first rookie tight end to have 50 fantasy points in his first month and the first rookie tight end to have 60 yards per game in his first month.
0: Adopt on shop. Why draft anybody in the first three rounds at this point? You know what I mean? Just bargain shop off the waiver wire every single season. Sam, I think Sam Laporta, unfortunately, is going to ruin rookie tight ends. Like, next year is going to be a disaster in drafts because everybody's going to think that they found the next Sam Laporta. And in reality, this isn't going to happen again for a long time. It's like how everybody thinks that, like, they can turn their, like, dual-threat quarterback into Josh Allen if he sucks to start his career. That's like, I feel like everyone's like, well, what... What's the guy from Georgia? Bowers. They're like, oh well. Sam Laporta had a strong rookie season. Like, it's able to replicate, but in reality, it's not happening again. Perfect environment too with, with the with the Lions. It feels
2: like completely agree on all that except the Josh Allen thing because the Giants were like, well, Daniel Jones can grow like Josh Allen, and it's going perfectly. So I don't I don't see your point there.
0: Right. I didn't see the game, so it's hard for me to comment. Yeah, so I no, know he he's
2: doing really well. Other than that, I I thought it was a very good point. Um, next up. <laughs> Number seven, the post-type sleeper award, Justin Herbert, quarterback for the Chargers, the number one quarterback in fantasy football, Justin Herbert.
0: Yeah, look, we probably should have seen this coming, right? We we definitely talked about it in the lead up to draft season this year, but there's just something, fantasy football, it's impossible. It's like object permanence. It's like, if I don't see it right in front of my eyes, I don't believe it. And (laughs) Herbert had a bad last year, had bad the year last year. We all knew it was because he was hurt. Like, blatantly he was injured, not to mention Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were hurt the whole year. Like, Trevor was visibly terribly injured for 75% of the season, and he had a terrible year, and we tried to make the argument, well, if if you go back to just the year before that, 2021, he averaged 22 fantasy points a game and was the number two quarterback in fantasy. And we're like, yeah, but... And what do you know? He's the number one quarterback in fantasy right now. He's having the best year of his career. Um... Yeah. I don't know. We're recency biased sheep, I think is, is, is the answer to here.
2: Again, you tell people there's a trillion stars in the universe. They're like, cool. And you tell people, Hey, the, that paint is wet. They're like, I don't know. I got to touch it. And there's just something about that. I will say this Herbert's first four weeks, dolphins, Titans. I can't say the word dolphins. Can I, but whatever dolphins, Titans, Vikings, Raiders, it's pretty, four pretty bad pass defenses. Now he's on a buy and coming back with Dallas and he's got this finger injury on his non-throwing hand. So Part of me wonders if now is the time to get out with Herbert, but you kind of can't. I feel like you can never really trade anyone once they get hurt. But I, I don't know. Like, where do you actually like? Mahomes is the number eight quarterback right now, and Herbert's one. Like, would you if would you even you would still swap Herbert for Mahomes if you could?
0: Yeah, it's close. I, I may, probably. I guess maybe I'm getting too cute, but I think Herbert's good enough. I th- I think he's in that like small group of people where I don't really give a shit about his schedule. You know what I mean? There, there's a, there's a select group of, of players in fantasy football where you're like I don't look at who they're playing so I, I don't it doesn't really bother me that they had an easy schedule for the first four weeks of the season like he's running a lot you know he's got he, he had two rushing TDs last week like he just looks fantastic this actually parlays right into our number eight award here which is uh, the expendables four awards for old guys getting the job done Keenan Allen man Keenan Allen is the third best wide receiver in fantasy. There are some nuts stats about Keenan Allen if you go back to last year when he came back from his injury. He came back week 11 last year. Since then, he's played 12 games from week 11 on and then the first four games of the season. So he's played in total 12 games since he came back from injury. In those 12 games, this is not an extrapolation on a 17 game pace. This is what he has done in the last 12 games. 95 catches, 1,100 yards, seven touchdowns. He's done that in 12 games. If you do extrapolate it at that 12-game pace that he's currently on right now, that extrapolation totals 147 (laughs) catches, 1,700 yards, and 11 touchdowns. That would be the fourth-best wide receiver season in the last 10 years behind two Antonio Brown seasons in cup in 2021.
2: And he's doing that right now. (laughs) That's insane. How how famous do you think he is among NFL wide receivers? Not even top 20? 20? 15? He's top 20, but is he top he's, Is he top 10 famous?
0: No. Keenan Allen? West Coast bias. Once again, all you East Coasters are asleep
2: when Keenan's racking up 18 catches a game. <laughs> well, it's just Chargers bias. The Chargers bias. That's crazy. That's insane. That's a perfect example of a player hiding in plain sight, except when they're still playing incredible in the next season, they're still not even getting sh- Puka Nakua at this point. is Puka, How long until Puka Nakua is more famous than Keenan Allen?
0: I, I'm not kidding. I think there's a chance he already is. <laughs> Don't you think? He needs an offseason. Yeah, maybe. I, I, it's such a bummer that that Keenan Allen's like 31, going to be 32 next year, because if him and Herbert were the same age, they're really a perfect match with like how good of a route runner Keenan Allen is and how accurate Herbert is and how good of the hands Keenan Allen has for Herbert's like missiles. It's a shame that they're not the same age. They could have had a legitimately special career together. It, th- speaking of like, I can't believe you're single. They're like two people who met at different stages of their life. And like, they know that yeah. they can only
2: have a fling. It's a really good comp. Cause it's like, you look at CJ Stroud, Tank Dell, and Nico Collins. And you're like, wow. Like they're like, timing's right. And then the Packers, I'm like, I think that team's timing right. You're like, yeah, Herbert and Keenan Allen. It's just a fling. And like her, you know, Mike Williams like, that's not going to last. He's not serious. Two ships in Josh the night. Palmer. Yeah. Josh Palmer, Quentin Johnson. Like, I don't know, but like, yeah, it's just, it's brutal. Damn, now I'm kind of sad.
0: I also hate when I hate when somebody's like 17 game statistics don't fit perfectly in one season where you have to split them over two seasons because nobody really appreciates those stats as much. Like everybody likes it in that tight window of like it needs to be in the same season. Like nobody's considering this Keenan Allen pace he's on because it's happened in two different years.
2: You know? Okay. Well, start the clock, Kai. I'm going to literally insert one right now into this award, which the 17 game pace award right now. Because you know who actually has the best freaking example of that? Christian McCaffrey. Do you know? Let me see here. I'm not even going to include playoffs. And Christian McCaffrey's played really well in the playoffs. Christian McCaffrey has played. I'm doing this live right now. Christian McCaffrey has played exactly 15 games for the Niners. Plus uh, three in the playoffs. So what is that? That's 18. Christian McCaffrey, just that 15 uh, regular season games, 1,200 rushing yards, 12 touchdowns, 600 receiving five touchdowns. So overall that if it was across a 17 game season, which that's not very really much to say, cause it's 15. So you're basically just extrapolating 15 to 17. That would be a season of <laughs> over 2000 yards from scrimmage and 20 touchdowns. That is literally something he has already done as a 49er. And we talk about Brock Purdy. This is my thing with Brock Purdy. Like I, again, I'm not saying Brock Purdy's bad or anything. My thing with Brock Purdy and McCaffrey is Christian McCaffrey honestly has had one of the best running back seasons we've had since D- Derrick Henry, Chris Johnson, like uh, LaDainian Tomlinson and Adrian Peterson in the last two running back seasons. I'm like definitively better than McCaffrey's last 17 games.
0: Yeah, he's really getting up there in the all-time list in fantasy. I mean, he, he's creeping into like top five all-time, wouldn't you say?
2: I think so too. Like LaDainian Tomlinson, it's weird because the guys before fantasy was a thing. I don't count, no offense to Bill yeah, Simmons. Yeah, yeah. I don't count the pre-internet. Like, I just won't. If, if people LaDainian,
0: were mailing box scores to their friends, doesn't count.
2: No. Ladanian Tomlinson will always be one because you can just take them first and then win your league. But that is kind of over now. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply.
1: This episode is brought to you by State Farm.
2: You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need,
0: have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app
1: and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone like a good neighbor State Farm is there.
2: All right, next up here. The clown car that drove into a gold mine award. It's for the Cowboys defense. And I say that because I think a lot of people probably auto-drafted their way into the Dallas defense or your friend I have a friend who's a Cowboys fan who started his draft like CD Tony Pollard Dak like literally and they took the Cowboys defense in the 6th round. And it's like Mark Zuckerberg once called Twitter a clown car that drove into a gold mine. And that's how I feel about my friend. Who's like, has this Cowboys defense that just like it's the Cowboys have 80 points in fantasy. Like it's the second most fantasy points. Any defense has had through four weeks in the last decade. It's like, don't you have people in your league like that that just have this Cowboys defense? And you're like, Oh my God.
0: Yeah. the, 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 the person that I always hate in my league every year is the guy who like reaches way too early on a defense but that guy reached and got the Dallas defense and now looks really <laughs> smart. And honestly, most of the time it works out. Like, usually the guy who reaches three rounds too early and gets like the unanimous best defense in the league, usually that defense is pretty good. We're pretty good at predicting which defenses are going to be great. Uh, so I don't know if like I'm officially converted into like, you should draft a defense guy, but Dallas is kind of changing my mind. Well, we're not always
2: great at predicting which fantasy defense is because like so much of defense is continuity and like keeping healthy, like, yeah, I guess fantasy defense is better. you're right. we like it, it's hard to know, and so because so much of it's also turnover based and turnovers are so fickle year to year. I think the cowboys it's it's actually their style of defense is creating turnovers. But more importantly, the Cowboys defense has been so good. Here's my question for you. i I can't imagine it's so hard to trade for a defense, but how many de- tight ends? Would you keep instead of the Cowboys' defense, like Kelsey, Hawkins, and Mark Andrews, Laporta? Would you trade the Cowboys' defense away if you were getting Darren Waller? No. I, that's how brutal for Darren Waller. Darren Waller, I actually think is a buy low because everyone who has him is is freaking done with him. And I'm sorry that everyone has him, but I think hold him.
0: The Dallas but. D is 80 points this year. That's just Justin Jefferson is 86. <laughs> like
2: you, you're you're starting like the best wide receiver in the league as your defense. <laughs> Would you start this? Would you start Evan Ingram? Would you trade the Cowboys' D for Evan Ingram? I'd be like, no, I got to keep him. He, he's right on the border because he's
0: actually been pretty good. He just hasn't scored a touchdown.
2: Brees Hall. He's close. Who has Brees Hall for the Dallas Cowboys defense. Who has Dude, less than right. half of the points?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ah, running back's hard. It's close. i think about it. Maybe I have a little and i do I will it. say,
2: you mentioned earlier there are some players you don't care who they're playing. Does that account for the Cowboys' defense? Because the Cowboys ran a rough shot on like the Giants and like the Patriots and the Jets. But Dallas now coming up, they play the Niners on Sunday football and their playoff schedule for the fantasy playoffs. Week 14 is the Eagles. Week 15 is the Bills. Week 16 is the Dolphins. Week 17 is the Lions. Would you just trade the Cowboys defense and see if you get an actual player?
0: Yeah, probably. That's a great idea.
2: We'll get we'll get to that in our trade deadline show. Next up here, we have the heartbreaking, the worst person you know just made a great point award for DeAndre Swift.
0: <laughs> all right. I'm giving this to DeAndre Swift truthers because like, we all know those people like they just wouldn't give up they wouldn't quit deandre swift and it sucks because it turns out they were right they never gave up even after he was traded for a fourth round pick cuz they've loved him they've always loved him they were like doomsday conspirators who kept like pushing the date the world was going to end back a year after the current date like came and went and they're like no no it's actually going to be next year that swift is going to take off like you'll see dan campbell next year you know, the mayan with yeah. the
2: gregorian it's actually 2013 now
0: he was like a hyped movie that flopped, but still had truthers. It's like me with Babylon. <laughs> Release the Swift cut? Yeah, seriously. But now it's like Babylon wins like an Oscar five years later. So that's like what's going on with DeAndre Swift. I wanted to ask you a question, though, because he's been awesome. He's, been, he's the running back six since becoming the starter in week two. Over six yards of carry, third in the league. Which Swift has had a better year, him or Taylor, relative to where they were at the beginning of the year? <laughs>
2: Like, percent increase?
0: Yeah, just like, who's had a better 2023 relative to where
2: they were when they started the year? Taylor Swift is already the biggest pop star in the world. This reminds me of how somewhat, like, we got something wrong because we said that Apple was the best-performing stock since, like, 1999, and actually it's the second-best. Monster Energy Drinks is the best-performing stock since... Yes, and, like, Taylor Swift is Apple in this, where you're like, okay. But I see what you're saying, (laughs) where, well, by percentage... By percentage, <laughs> technically, Monster Energy drinks has had a better three decades. I'm like, I don't know about that. It's a bummer because, like,
0: what's happening with DeAndre Swift in the Eagles is kind of exactly what I envisioned for Rashad Penny. Like, it's the ex- this is exactly what I thought would happen for Rashad Penny. It just happened for DeAndre Swift. So, kind of a
2: bummer. We're heartbreaking. It- <laughs> but he's been so good. You also made an important point here that we glossed over, which is all those like doomsday preppers, like the people in the show and the people who like have, you know, the underground bunkers. I saw this other guy with like a missile silo, like deep, like hundreds of feet underneath the earth and he purchased the land and it like has a bunker there.
0: We should do the fantasy underground bunker, guys. That should be an episode. Well,
2: that's, well, that's pretty good. But it's just like, can you imagine if the world ends, how annoying those people will be?
0: If Well, we'll all be dead. So that'll actually I know, be sweet relief. The, we won't have to hear the survivors. Them
2: I know, but the people like us moving futilely on their land because they own everything left and they control all the food. Can you imagine how much they'll just talk about how much they were right? I'll, you'll never hear the end of it. It's like me with
0: Mbop. It's the same thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm never going to shut up about it. Heifetz, not kidding. We did a live rewatchables on oh, Monday no. night. Stop it. What? And did this come up? Before the show... Before the show. No, see, like, look, I, I, people, the, the fans of The Rewatch was going, like, I was like, maybe a few of them listened to Fantasy. A few of them did. They came up to me. They joked about it. That was fine. The, the crazy part is, is before the show, Bill, Chris, Sean, and I went uh, to get dinner, like, I don't know, six blocks away at this place. We get dinner. As we're walking out, some guy on the street has one AirPod in, and he starts yelling at us. And to be honest, I kind of thought it was a crazy person. Like, we didn't really know what was going on. It, it was dark. He seemed like kind of manic. And we were like, you know, we didn't know what to do. We were kind of walking away. And then Sean goes, I think he's talking about Mbop. And I, and I look back and he is. And he's yelling to me. I don't know. I, I don't know how he recognized me. And he goes, Mbop was a way bigger song, Craig. You were right. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> this guy's just, because on La Brea, walking up and down, trying to find anybody he can to tell, tell people that Mbop was bigger than teenagers. That was like the real highlight of my life. Apex Mountain for me.
2: <laughs> I feel like the Skip Bayless of like late '90s pop, just like driving people crazy in the streets. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. He was like yelling "Mbop" at me, like he was one of those
0: people in like the corners of the street, like trying to like you know shill some religious message. <laughs> he was like "Mbop," you were right. "Mbop" is the one true song. He's
2: he's like the day of reckoning is coming. I. Wow, that so! I actually kudos to you for not not even telling me that till just now. That's incredible.
0: Yeah, well, I figured you were down enough on Monday night. I didn't want to.
2: So did over. um did Sean and Bill and Chris and them were they like wow show's going great or were they like well God what's up with the hyphens?
0: Bill didn't know about the controversy. Sean and Chris did though. Um, they thought it was you know great content. They were obviously on my side because they're rational, sensible people. But old, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's the
2: difference. It's because I'm like seven months older than you. That's why I knew Mbop. Yeah, it's just you're out of touch. Um, While we're on the Mbop, because we're here too much, and I'm going to keep saying it wrong because I just think it bothers people. Um, But the Mbop, I didn't, uh, we're not going to go into it again. But I thought that it was a song that was like bigger than teenagers and it's a whole thing. But we started talking also about how many Mbops are in Mbop. And then we were like, what's the song with the most uses of a single word? So shout out everyone who emailed. We got a lot of emails in this. Emails ringerfantasyfootball at ringerfantasyfootball.gmail.com. Go for it. Okay. We got a lot of people shouting. Booty Man by Tim Wilson. 71 booties. Do I know that song? I don't know. Do you? Do you? How does it go? I'm, not, I'm done singing things on this show. You okay. can look it up in your own time. <laughs> okay, uh, there's Gu- Gucci Gang, which 53. Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, 53 of those. Okay. But the two out. ones that I think are up there. Around the World by Daft Punk. Which is said 145 oh, wow. times the phrase around the world. Around the world. The no world, no other lyrics the- in the yeah. song. No other lyrics. But around <laughs> the world. That's good. So they're the down percentage wise, you know, they're the monster. But the number one, and this depends if he counts, Versace by Migos. Oh. Wow. Kind of like close to a milli where it's like Versace is like an instrument in a way in that song. But Versace 163 times. It might count
0: because Migos are they they are saying Versace. It's not a background track, right? Yeah,
2: no, they are saying it.
0: Yeah, that's not bad. Somebody I think emailed us re- right before we started. Hey Jude must be up there. They say Jude a lot in that song.
2: No, but right the, the problem end. is the the problem is the tempo, and it's like Migos is speaking so much faster that I don't think yeah. I don't think Jude can compete with it. Like you're like, oh, that's a lot. And like we got other ones. I I don't have them in front of me, but there were a bunch of people who were like, hey, oh, like Roxanne. He says Roxanne a lot. I'm like, yeah, it's like 25. It's probably like,
0: oh, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, what was it?
2: 17 times or something. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Versace's, you know, Migos. That makes sense that it's a rap song. Yeah, had to be. Okay. Wait, back to power. I want to just honorable mention real quick, Mike Evans, who we never talk about, I feel like, but top 10 receiver through a month. Refusing to die. Mike Evans. Just he's a cockroach every single year. He's going to get the thousand yards. I think Mike Evans, I respect Mike Evans because he's going to get the thousand yards and then dip for December when they're out of the playoffs. Just like hit free agency.
0: I can't wait to be like 53 years old bouncing my my son on my knee. I guess he'll probably be a little bit older to be bouncing on my knee when I'm 53. I was going to say,
2: you got to have, I was going to say, what's your plan here?
0: I don't know, but Mike Evans I thought is going to be went went up for a thousand yards a year.
2: And you said 53 and then you didn't know what to do. But yeah, you're going you're gonna to tell your grandkids about that eight years in a row.
0: No, he'll still be going, but that was my point, that I'll be 53 and he'll still be playing. He's going to be the Tom
2: Brady of wide receivers. Thousand yards every year. Uh, Also, want to shout out Zach Moss, because Jonathan Taylor might come back. Zach Moss missed week one. Top seven running back last three weeks, though. Zach Moss. How about that?
0: Good for him. He's been great. And I don't think Jonathan Taylor's going to play this week, too. Don't trade Zach Moss, because I have no idea what's going on with Jonathan Taylor. I don't think Zach Moss is a sell high. Hold
2: on to him, because he's been great. Yeah, no one's going to trade for him, like at the price he is, but I mean, any game Jonathan Taylor misses, whether for whatever reason, he just does want to play. He gets hurt, or once gets traded, like at any point, Zach Moss could just, just keep being good. All right, this is our Power Hour. Check out our rankings for Week Five Fantasy the ringer dot com. Check out our rankings; those will be live on Thursday, and we also have waiver rankings as well. If you want to check that out, I think it's time for some emails, Craig. Let's do it. Can I get any emails? Emails. Thanks. Sorry, DK usually does that. Oh, yeah, right. I miss him so forgot much. about that guy. Uh, <laughs> All right, we got a lot of emails. We are talking about on the last show about Nicolas Cage, and Craig was talking about how you respect Nicolas Cage because he's never been in a Marvel movie. hmm Okay, so Nicolas Cage has been in a Marvel movie. Uh, shout out to okay. Brandon and Regina. Nicholas Cage is in the... Mar- he is the voice of the noir Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. Okay,
0: I, okay, I guess. But the real... Th- he was in a Marvel movie... I don't think it's technically like the MCU films, but he was in, he was ghost he was in Ghost Rider. Yes, I
2: was. That's the other thing we heard. That doesn't count. We heard a lot about that. Well, Ghost Rider. First of all, Marvel movie came out the year of Iron Man, and two, he did make Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider too. So, what's your point here? Like, not being Marvel is supposed to be sell out for money, and at least the Marvel movies aren't good. Ghost Rider's Ghost Rider.
0: Ghost Rider does not count. I'll, and you know what? I'm actually going to spin this to say that I respect Nick Cage for doing it before it was cool. Ghost Rider was oh seven. Like that was before Marvel was cool. So Nick Cage was ahead of the game back then. What is your take with Nick Cage? You're like an animal backed into a corner here. I don't really have a take with Nick Cage. I was just kind of admiring his career. And I think he makes a lot of interesting choices, especially lately. That's I was like, I like that he hasn't done like the, the you know, Robert De Niro thing where he's just like in shitty comedies or he's doing the Robert Redford showing up for, Captain America for like 10 minutes a movie. I I like that he's like making weird stuff. He's in a new A24 film that looks really interesting and weird, but he plays a professor that keeps popping up in everybody's dreams. Like he's just making weird shit. No one was saying Nicolas Cage doesn't make weird career choices. No one's like out here being like he's normal. In my head, Nick Cage is not a sellout in in the latter stage of his career. He didn't even make National (laughs) Treasure 3. Come on. I don't think anyone wanted to buy. Oh, I don't know about that.
2: Nick the, Cage, come on Why was that movie about his life, was that good? I just know the meme of him and Pedro Pascal I don't actually know the meme <sighs> The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, I heard it was
0: good I actually never saw it, but people thought it was fun In my little oh, bubble You should
2: check it out Alright, I guess I should This is from Sarah Sarah Talk about Welcome Mbop. We were talking about what are the Hanson mm-hmm. Brothers up to now Hanson Brothers have a brewery And the beer they make is called M. Hops Stop. Stop. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I hope all they serve are blonde ales. (laughs) Yeah, I'm on their website. It's HansenBrothersBeer.com. They have mmm hops and then a bunch of references maybe to other songs. I don't know the other songs.
0: That's really funny. I hope they do have a blonde ale. Oh, it's a pale ale? Come on. You got to do a blonde ale. Blonde ales are my favorite kind of beer. You know what I always wanted to make? My friends and I used to joke that if our careers never worked out, we would all move to a random city and open a brewery. And I always a a Blondale is my favorite type of beer. I'm actually wearing a St. Archer's shirt right now, which is my favorite brewery. And they have a St. Archer Blonde. They shut down during COVID, which is a huge bummer. And I can't find the Blondales anywhere. They're They're officially gone. But I always wanted to make a dirty Blondale, where it was like a Blondale, but with a high alcohol percentage. You know?
2: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no one's done it yet. Just like a a Blondale with like an ABV of like 7.1 or like 6.5. Right now, they're all light. They're like four or five. It's Dirty Blonde. Yeah. That's good.
2: You just could give that away for free? We could be hitting up the Hanson Brothers. Get the Hanson Brothers on the horn here, huh? I got an idea for you guys. I'll be the fourth brother. You get Sean McVeigh, in. You could do the whole Brady Bunch. That's true. Is Mops the name of the brewery or just the beer? Uh, the beer. It's the Hanson Brothers Beer Co. I'm not going to, you know, oh, easy to remember.
0: Okay. Oh, I see it here. Hanson Brothers Beer Co. Tulsa, Oklahoma. I think we could get them on. You know, what's really funny about this website is the first sentence doesn't mention that they're Hanson of like Hanson fame. It's like, we are a small beer business based in Tulsa, Oklahoma, founded by three brothers and friends who are passionate about craft beer. It's not until like the sixth sentence that they're like, these guys are in the band Hanson. They, they think wanted that to would be the lead key. line.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, they wanted, they, they wanted to do it, you know, without their own success, you know, they wanted to just do it on their own. Talking about music also. Um. I was talking about Pitbull and I mentioned Hotel Motel Holiday Inn from Hotel Room yeah. Service, not realizing. some Andrew emailed in to say that's actually a line from Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill oh, Gang. Oh, that's right. And I completely that's right. whiffed That's Actually
0: that. I'm very familiar with that
2: song. I used to love that song growing up. Yeah, so shout out Sugar Hill Gang. Uh, also, more embarrassing yeah. Zoom stories. A lot of okay. emails we've gotten over the month, honestly more than I'm comfortable sharing, about people who basically, it's like professors mic'd up, And then they have to go to the bathroom and then they get Zoom anyway. This is from Redacted, who wanted to share the story, but did not want to share his name. Redacted. Redacted. In the last few months, I've gotten married, bought my first home, had my first baby, and started a new remote job. I mean, Wow, that's that's a lot. Obviously, I've got a lot riding on this job. I've taken it more seriously than any of my previous jobs. There was a company-wide meeting at 1 p.m. Prior to the meeting... I grab my newborn child and she throws up all over my shoulders and my neck. So I try to just grit it out in this meeting, but the smell was just unbearable. And so I decided to transfer the call to my cell phone and I took a shower and I get out of the shower and I head to the closet and I see that I have a lot of notifications in the chat. People telling me to turn off my camera. My heart sank. And I got that feeling you get when you're about to be pulled over by the police and (laughs) 50... God. Fifty minutes later, I get a message from my manager asking me, quote, if I own a shirt.
0: I don't really understand the angles here because, oh, I guess did he set his, I'm I'm assuming he set his phone up, like standing up so he could look oh, yeah. at what's going on in the meeting while showering. Because typically I would think he would have it like lying flat on a desk, but I guess if he wanted to watch what was going on in the meeting, he would have it facing him in the shower.
2: That's so brutal. What so... What does he do? Like, how do you like cringe? You just swap lives with someone. Like, he's got a lot going on. He can't just life swap here, or maybe you just swap out. You just bail. <laughs> just, just fuck the lemons and bail.
0: Um, that is that's really bad. That's honestly, um, that might be the new number one. If anybody could top that, please, please send it in. That's worse than the professor taking. I don't a, think
2: it's worse than the professor
0: taking a crap in the bathroom. She, he was naked on camera in front of all of his coworkers. Well, so I will say this. So he said HR got involved. A couple farts in a
2: stall? That's not worse. I don't know. But with college kids, you're like in charge of the professor. You got to keep teaching them. I like that Uh, one. Yeah, I guess. I think think there's a world in which you like lean into that or something.
0: But I don't know if you can do it at this this
2: Zoom thing. It's like deep in your DNA to like not be heard in the bathroom, though. It's like deeper. Like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a sense of security in there. Yeah, it's like one of the few things we still have in common with all these other mammals is we're like, no, no, no I'm not supposed to see this. But HR, he said, HR got involved, I kept my job. I've been the brunt of jokes, getting random links to wholesale t-shirt companies and YouTube links to Right Said Fred.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that's that's honestly really tough. And he's going to resent his child for that forever.
2: You're going to blame the kid? <laughs> you have to displace blame to get over it. That's what I'm doing with him, Bob. All right, we got an email here. Someone asked a really good question. This is from, oh no, I think this is from Andrew. If it's not from Andrew, I'm sorry, whoever sent this, because it was a good question and I lost your name. Maybe Andrew. the shuffle. Maybe Andrew. He asked about how do you re- reignite a spark in a loveless league? Like, how do you spice up a league that's getting boring? Okay. And he was talking about he has already tried drafting four rookies or sorry, putting four rookies in his lineup in week one. He's sending trade offers. He's talking, dropping gifts in the group chat. And none of it's quite working. And, you know, it happens, you know, you with together, same people for a long time. Things get a little, you know, pattern. No surprise. I don't know, Craig, you're you're the the love master here. How do you spice up a league?
0: Well, I don't know why I'm a love master. What what about, they need a fantasy role play? Should we write the fantasy (laughs) Kama Sutra? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I think, look, there are definitely things you could do, right? I think you could start to institute weekly bets. That always works. Head-to-head bets with punishments. Small things, you have to shotgun a beer. Loser has to, I don't know, whatever you want. You guys can get creative with that. Do personal bets. That always works. New rules. Switch from a single QB to a a two QB. Do an in-person draft next season. You know what I mean? There are things you
2: can do. Communication is key, like all like you know, like all things. Gotta be on the same page. I like I will say I like DK's rule that he has DK's a league where if anybody in your lineup that you started gets a zero, you have to shotgun a beer and film it and send it to the group. Great rule. I also like I like the rule that I if the winner gets to change a rule for the next season within reason. Oh yeah. That's like a King's like Cup one. rule. Yeah, it's yeah, King's Cup fun. for fantasy.
0: I mean, look, if you want to get really frisky, I still think the Bill Simmons League rule is is the greatest I've ever heard. There's 13 people in the league. They all show up to the draft. One gets voted out and has to head home. It's the best rule that's ever been created in fantasy football. (laughs)
2: That's so incredible. You know what I mean? Add one person
0: to your league, go from 12 to 13, and then do that. You know, it's like adding a, you know, it's a menage a trois in fantasy. Add another person in. Spice things up.
2: At a 13th. Email us at RingorFantasyFootball Gmail.com if you have ideas on how to spice up a league. Ring Your Fantasy Football Baker's at gmail. dozen. I like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what you call the league from now on. The Baker's dozen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right. That's all we got. That's good. That, no, write that one down. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Kai, for producing this episode. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Kira. Thank you, Tucker. Everyone behind the scenes. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren, thank you, Weird Al. I thought you're gonna go Sugar Hill gang.
0: Oh well, no. Went with Weird Al. Oh, Weird Al!
2: All right, shout out Weird Al. He's probably done a Sugar Hill spoof. You know that guy's really hit every corner. Weird Al, I feel like white and nerdy. Oh, speed one hit wonders, Chameleon Air. Right and dirty. yeah, the, the, Is the Chameleon white Air. One the, I don't know. He had he did another one, and then that was it. Yeah. Chameleon Air had uh, he had he had a second song. Maybe turn yeah, it up. I
0: uh, I, I'm, I can sing it in my head right now. I want to show all of my haters' love. This song's for you. Good morning. No. Is it good morning? Good morning. Yes. It's good morning. Yes. Yeah.
2: Right and Dirty was sick.
0: There was a Weird Al movie and Daniel Ratcliffe played Weird Al. Yeah. What was up with that? Uh, I actually heard it was all right. Ratcliffe. Talk about another guy who started commercial, heavily commercial, now just doing weird indie Well, that makes sense because you sign up. He's trying to get away from the Harry Potter campaign.
2: they all are. They're just all just... And then Ron Weasley is just like, I'm just not going to do anything because I'll just always be Ron Weasley. And Emma Watson, like, didn't she like leave college because everyone just kept... And every class she was in was being like five points for Gryffindor. Yeah. And
0: being famous doesn't sound great. What is it like, it's Tell tell us. What is it like to be famous? I don't know. You're the one getting
2: yelled at on the street on La Brea. Just people being like, MBOP was the bigger song. Well, that's it's because of life. you. Really? You're responsible I think it was all of that. I think it was an us thing. Stronger together.
0: Left side. <laughs> Strong side. <laughs> All right. Well, DK will be back. We think next episode. So I can't wait. I want you know what we should have DK do. You know, Rosillo did a two and a half hour pod about his travels in Spain. Should we just do, give DK an episode to just talk about his, his time in Europe? It's actually really funny.
2: Honestly, maybe.
0: Maybe that's for the Patreon.
2: Well, so people should know that. um The reason DK was out was because I kept saying DK had gone 374 episodes in a row without explosive diarrhea, but then the streak ended. The strike ended and the streak ended. Pretty impressive. Simultaneously. All right, goodbye, everyone. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call one 800 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.